your team, trade them out. Drag it to your mace like you never had a doubt. It's FMDT coming around for you. Cause no one really knows the way you pick like you do. Injuries or worse, suddenly retired and hurt. Get your backs, forwards and mids. Never satisfied you, voice got the shits. It's FMDT coming around for you. FMDT, 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 coming up for you. FMDT, there's nothing you can do. FMDT, coming around for you. Hello and welcome to FMDT. We're here bringing the round 10 action from the B Money League 2. I'm your host, Bart, as always, joined by my trusty co host, Stephen. How's it going, Bart? <laughs> Good. I don't know why I chose Stephen instead of Steve just then. Yeah, that was odd. Just for something different. <laughs> um, how are you going? I, I believe we're uh, allowed to talk about Adelaide again. Ah, uh, yes. The best team in the league just beat the undefeated <laughs> Melbourne. So clearly that means we're premiership favourites. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Nixie's a genius. Text for Coleman. And a great game uh, out of the many that you've been to to decide to, uh, to skip one. Yeah, look, the two the two events I've had this year that stopped me watching a Crows game were the Geelong game in round one for your birthday and uh, the Melbourne game for my housewarming. So, yeah, good, yeah, good choice. I need to just have more parties. Clearly, yeah, I well, obviously, yeah, um, something to celebrate regardless. Maybe just uh, expect Adelaide to win when they're not expected to win at all. Seems to be the pretty much, yeah. So we've got Richmond this week at the G. So Oh, absolutely. Write them off, right off the cross. <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah, I'm pretty happy about how my team's been tracking. We had a pretty easy beat this week, but that's not always been the case. So, yeah. Any wins a win. Any wins a win. Happy to take it. Um, Convincing I'm, one as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was, which we don't often do, actually. Mm. So, yeah, the easy ones are usually the ones we tend to muddle up. So it was actually quite satisfying to see that go to plan. Um, in other news, I'm uh, off my can diet, uh, so I was eating nothing but cans last week, and uh, thank God that's finally stopped, because it, uh, it was fun for like a couple of days, mm. and then when I had to attend events where there was delicious food around, and uh, had to try and stop myself from uh, yeah, gorging myself, you were, you were nice enough to offer me a can of uh, nut meat, which I didn't yes. take you up on, but um, I appreci appreciate, appreciate you having my back. Yep, and you, you found some canned beers, you found one tonight, so <laughs> nothing changes there. But, no, it was, um, yeah, a very interesting challenge by the looks of it. How did you find it overall? Did you, did you, were you sick of it completely by the end of the week? Or were you like, I, oh... I, look, I found it to be very convenient. Eating out of cans means that almost everything is already pre-prepared for you. Um, even any veggies, just uh, they're all cooked and uh, True. done. So it's just dumping things into a pot and uh, mixing them together for the most part. Mm. Um, which which was, yeah, that was good. Convenience is good. Uh, bachelor living is basically what it felt like. Mm. How um, did Tess, did she cook her own she, food? Or? She ate the dinners that I prepared uh, so the canned dinners. Yes, wow. yes. True so love, true love. We had, we had a laksa, which was my most experimental dish, um, which she actually said was not bad. Mm, high praise indeed. <laughs> so yeah, you know, there's yeah, there's some learnings out there, I'm sure. Um, but yeah. yes, I'm glad it's over. Back to normality. Um, let's get back on track. Talking about footy. <laughs> it's what we're best at. No yeah. one wants to hear about that can of worms or any other. Kind of worms. What a zinger! All right, let's <laughs> let's get straight into WTF just happened. And uh, Steve, we're talking about the feature matchup from last week. How did we go picking a uh, a amazing oh, epic this time? Nice uh, close one. Not so. Um, Cam Perryman's Merriman defeated UN Security Council fifteen fifty five to thirteen hundred and two. I would say that this convincing result underlines Cam's top four credentials. He scored mm. the third highest tally of the week. <laughs> he had Marcus Bontempelli put in a three-vote performance, both in Ultimate Footy and in real life. Um, and Cam also welcomed back Luke Ryan with a 90. 
Whereas UN Security Council was let down by several disastrous sub-40 scores across Ford's backs and even one of his centres. Yeah. So, a real stinker there, clearly well below expectations. Um, uh, one of one other highlight for Cam as a shout-out is yep. Ben Keyes. He, uh, got, <laughs> we haven't given enough praise nah, on the show. 34 yeah. possessions, two goals, best game so far of his, uh, <laughs> of his career, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess obviously Bond gets the three votes, but Ben Keys was amazing. That's all right. I guess you're uh, allowed to be a little bit biased, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a significant two goals as well. So, yeah. snaps from you know from difficult spots. Yeah, no, he definitely loves him. So yeah. Um, on the downside for Cam, just quickly, just yeah. he brought in a man by the name of Jordan Degoe. Yes. And he did not even meet Ultimate Footy's, what we describe as harsh, paltry projection of 44. He, he actually <laughs> he only scored 40. Yeah. And that would have been a major disappointment to Cam in week, uh, first week having him. Especially in a game where the Pies, like probably one of their most competitive they're games, they'll, the have, game. they'll have this yeah, season. Yeah, for sure. Um, but what went wrong for Brett? Well, Sorry, I had, I had a shout out for Cam oh, before yeah. we move on. Yeah. Um, that was for Nick Newman. Yeah. Um, just want to draw Stuck some mind. attention to him. Yeah, so he's held him for about a month now. Picked him up pretty early. Um, I thought he drafted him even. He didn't. Oh, no, oh no. so he picked him up quite well, early. He was a free agent. No one drafted him for a few weeks. No one drafted him. He got yeah. him in about oh maybe five, five, six rounds ago. So he has yeah. held him for a while now. Yeah. Um, last week he got eighty-five. This week he got ninety. You know what that means? He's on track for the Cozy Pickett type scoring. Ooh. Yeah. I have to keep an eye on that. Only in fives. We'll see uh, if he keeps that up. But no, 85 and 90 is a very good return good for a start. defender. Yeah. Very happy with that. Definitely. Um, so, what went wrong for Brett? I've already mentioned uh, a few low scores, but in terms of below expectations, no one was worse than Carl Amon, who went 60 below his average to score just 35 jeez that's awful yeah I have no idea what happened here is um no his, tackles well yeah he laid no tackles but like why only 15 possessions he's been getting a lot more of that what was yeah what was it about that game because obviously Port did win it it was low scoring Eamon just couldn't get involved at all um in previous weeks he's literally got 28 30 you know touches Mm. Taking lots of marks, he only got two marks here. So I'm maybe... honestly not sure which yeah. Port players did well out of that. I feel like overall they had a pretty low scoring affair, which is funny that yeah, like you say, they they won it, so mm. didn't win the possession count. Right, I'm guessing. Mm. Um, Collingwood do by a fair margin. They're quite fantasy friendly. They use the ball a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. So Carl Amon was probably the worst, but there were certainly some some contenders there for Brett. Um, with low scores. Yeah, I had I had one of the other ones, uh, which was Matt Taberner. Yeah. To be fair, he was hobbled by an injury. So yes. he managed 56% time on ground. Almost worse that he just uh, kept on trucking on. It's about, it's those key forwards. They're told, you know, like a midfielder's brains are like pinky and they're off or whatever. But a, a key forward, it's like, no, nah, get back out there. Just stand there, take the mark. That's what the coach is saying. So six percent less time on ground, and he would have had himself Taylor Garner's ninety on field. Yep. Oh, so would have made no difference. But <laughs> no, that's the, the overall points the overall race. Points, maybe that yeah, could, that could make the difference in the end. Um, the highlight, if I may indulge another crow, oh. <laughs> Paul Seedsman. So this, this is the theme for the episode, this is, is it? This is my theme personally. <laughs> yeah, um, thirty-five possessions. And he kicked a goal. I thought it was his career best um, performance, or at least season best performance. I know he's season best certainly. Yeah. So he's had some good games in the past, but it was his season high by quite some margin. Well, if I may indulge, Nick Cox, the uh, yeah, he's <laughs> actually he got him eighty three points, and he's someone that Brett very like. It, Maybe a bit surprised that he held on to him because he did have a few down Dang weeks and he was the med sub last, last week. week. That's probably when you would have expected him to give him the chop. But no, held held through, got the easy matchup against North and the 83. Can't play North every week, but <laughs> that is a good good result. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to shout him out, but now that you're doing the Crows thing, I guess I'm going to have to uh, counter that. going to find all your bombers. This is what people want to hear. Yeah. Well, you played bottom of the ladder, we played top of the ladder, so there's a little difference there. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that's, that's all I had on that one. 
Alright, cool. Let's crack on. I've got uh, my own matchup. So, Seven Year Titch came up against the lowly Two Keepers One Cup and came up against Richard, who had been building up for nine weeks. Nine weeks to go Super Saiyan. <laughs> And have his absolute best score of the year by quite some margin. And um, last week was actually his best previous score of 1450. Um, and this one, almost 200 points better than what he's done before. It's the actually the best score by someone not called Max. Mm. It's been posted this season. Fourth best of the season overall yeah. yeah so pretty amazing stuff um has he used up all his energy or can he sustain it well uh i'll probably have to wait and see or talk about that in a later segment but um a pretty big week for him and what went well well quite a lot of things and as we talked about in our positivity week steve what i really liked about richard's team is how he just backs his guys in and he hasn't uh, hasn't stopped doing that. He's starting one guy only that he didn't draft. Wow. And, and that is Sean Darcy, who we picked up extremely early and yeah. an extremely good free agent. So to crack, to, you know, make it into, to crack the 22, or was it the 18 for Richard's team, you have to be pretty damn special mm. um, off free agency. And so everybody else, he's kept in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary that they were good. Um, he had five players that had personal best performances for the season. Those were Adam Saad, who we you know naturally hosed down just what the other week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robbie Gray, Taron Thomas, Lockie Whitfield, all hit PBs, and then my shout out for the week for him is Joel Selwood, best scorer of the season. Um, and yeah, 134 points, 39 touches, feasting upon Gold Coast feels like the old days, doesn't it? Turn back, back the clock for sure. Yeah. Um, I had the same shout-out for him. Interesting he didn't start Nick Haynes, his fifth-round draft pick. Uh, oh, just coming back off injury? Yeah. Obviously didn't want to back yeah. him in just then. Yeah. Didn't back him in for that one, but, but yeah, that could, is quite incredible. Could have scored even more. Well, yeah, incredible. <laughs> that this, is the sa- this is essentially the same team he's been using every week, except for Lockie Whitfield, obviously, mm. missed earlier in the year. Um, but yeah, just to keep backing those same guys and then boom, they, they just perform just when you didn't want them to. Yep, yep, they all fire up <laughs> just in that time. I think I said to you, Shades of Ian Nielsen from uh, years gone before. It was Ooh, <laughs> that's harsh. Is it? Well, yeah, Ian would do that now and then though. Yeah, he'd yeah. get that 1650 and you're just like, where the fuck did that come yeah, from? Yeah, you knew it was coming once a season. You just didn't want to be that person. <laughs> um, we'll see if Richard's a one-trick pony or not. But, all right, um, where where did it go wrong for me? So, I mean, I didn't have a bad week. I only would have lost to three other teams, but such is life. Um, but where Richard only had three guys go under 70, I had seven of them. So, a few pretty poor scores. And my shout-out, sorry, my shutdown for the week, rather, goes to Trent Dumont. Trent Dumont, who I had to wait eight weeks for to him to get his first game and I forgave him for getting only 53 last week because it was his first game back and now he's posted up at 56 and that's just not good enough mate like he's I did watch the game because it was the Essendon game and uh he just uh, could barely really see him is a bit slow slow to get to the packs um wasn't getting much of the ball and uh yeah a few question marks there now so pick it up hopefully but yeah not very happy with him at the moment what about you Steve yeah. you anything for me uh, I just wondered what happened to Jared Brander um, yeah. because he does throw out the stinker now and then he got 39 a few weeks ago against um, Chalong maybe but um, yeah that was a real yeah a real kick in the guts to get 39 I'm sure after being in pretty good form recently and obviously Duncan, 42 Oh, 42 this time, yeah. And Duncan's injury was the other big... Yes, Duncan down, got concussed. mentioning, yeah. He, he was going incredibly well on track for another 30-possession, 120-type game. Absolutely. Yeah. What, you've got me the 102 points I needed in the second half? Probably not. We'll never know, though. <laughs> we'll never know for sure. But it would have been would have made it very, very close indeed. It definitely would have made it look a lot better. Um, I had a bit of a shout-down for myself for keeping my emergency as Shaky Blakey, who only got 32 so had I had someone else, I mean, you know, Duncan did get a 62 and a half. I probably did uh, cost myself a few points because I had my eye on uh, 
you know, little guy called Quinton Narkle and sort of said, eh, I'll go with Blakey one more week. Why? Why? He's already shown me nine weeks of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's the shakiest player you've got, that's for sure. Yeah, he's, uh, he's not great. Yeah. Um, I did have a little shout out for myself. He deserves to be mentioned. My new forward edition, Shiggins, with 120 points. And, uh, you know, he showed his credentials as a forward, scoring his second goal for the year. So, <laughs> pretty happy with that. And, uh, yeah, proved, proved the doubters like you wrong, Steve, with that performance, perhaps, a little bit. Yeah, I did have that as your shout out to 120 as a half forward. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. Does. Just remind me, does Richard follow Port or not? Yes. He does, right. It was just interesting that the, he got a 1640, which is great, but the two players who did absolutely shit for him were his Port players, Hartlett 33 and Rosie 48. He does have Robbie Gray as well, though. Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay. So two, two of his three worst players. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Yeah. Hey, like, And they mm-hmm. came towards the end as well, but by then he'd already done all his damage. Yeah. So, yeah. A good eight ton performance, I think. So yeah, yeah. Um, fair enough. Did you have uh, any any last words on that one? No, I don't. No, I don't. J- j- just that that was my only little, you know, saving grace there with Shiggins that he's chasing down Jiggins. He sure is. He sure is. Yeah, because we bet on average, right? We definitely did not. Ah, <laughs> are you sure? No, I'm hundred percent. Because he's like thirteen points better average at the moment. So, you know, <laughs> like. The bet was who was the better player this year. It's, you know, it's probably, it's probably You have to play to be to be good, to do anything. Um, well, I don't know if that's <laughs> true. If he's scoring 40 points on your field. Anyway, all right, let's <laughs> crack on, Steve. All right. So the next game is Cornflakes, 14.32 to Ed, Ed Redemption, 14.62. So, an absolute nail-biter that went down to the final quarter of the final match with Shane Stars, Dyson Heppel and Zach Merritt tonguing it up against lowly North Melbourne. But Kieran's Andy McGrath and Kyle Langford matching them almost and doing enough to secure the win by 30 points. Yep, yep. So, I will just mention that Shane was unlucky here. He mentioned that he's always getting 1500s and <laughs> winning in odd, in even weeks. He did say that. He yeah. did say that and maybe it was just himself. the yeah. late withdrawal of Christian Salem and an emergency that scored only 49 that cost Shane this matchup because Salem averages more than double what Voston scored him. Yeah, very well could be. So, yeah, you would have expected Salem to get probably 80 plus and that would have got him the win. Mm-hmm. Um... So, my shout-out for Kieran, I'd just like to mention a guy who used to be on the Crows rookie list, so you know he's an absolute ju- um, gun. Um, yeah. Ed Kernow. Oh, yes. Former Adelaide Crows rookie. Was he? Yep. Top scored this match up with 119, that. and he has become a paragon of hard work and consistency, averaging 102 this year in his 11th season with Carlton. Yeah. So, pretty impressive. He's yeah. a guy that's not fashionable, not a sexy pick. He's averaging 102. I like the way you read that out. It's like straight out of like a player profile from like <laughs> Champion Data or something. Yeah, I could write those. I do actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there so. you go. That's the side hustle we got going on. Um, no, he has been fantastic. And especially, what is he, 31 maybe? Or? Yeah, I think he's 31 now. Yeah. And, and so he just keeps on keeping on. Yeah. Um, Always a bit underrated. Mm, exactly. So... I had, as a absolute uh, shutdown for Shane, and we've mentioned it before, his inability to get things right. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's started Peter... Well, he hasn't started Peter Wright, so he started Zach Smith, who hasn't played a game in well over 18 months. Um, now, yeah, he was against Geelong, who don't have the rest, best ruck division in the league, but nonetheless, he hasn't played an AFL game in nearly two years, and he's... Uh, he's he started him and put Peter Wright on the bench for 105 in an impressive uh, win against North Melbourne. Yeah, and I'm not sure if he's ever got it right. I don't think he's ever got it right with Wright. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, that's, maybe that's all we need to say. But <laughs> On for 40, off for 100. On for 50, off for 90. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think I think that Zach Smith might have been getting a bit of salary cap, cap uh, talk. Maybe yeah. that's what might have uh, skewed was, Shane that way. Maybe he was very cheap in the salary cap. I think he, I think he was. Yeah, but. it doesn't doesn't make him. 
the right pick here. In hindsight, easy to say. Um, I will just acknowledge a bit of a shout-out for Tom Green for Shane because Tom yeah. Green is now the bookie's favourite for the Rising Star Award and scored 114 in this one and looks every bit the gun that was you know talked about when he was drafted at pick two or three, uh, academy player, I think. So, um, yeah, that that's really good for Shane. He and is looking extremely yeah, good. He actually yeah. looks like... I mean, obviously they're missing Cornelio and, you know, whatever, but he does just look like a gun. Making me worry about my Chad Warner bet. And, uh, yeah, yeah, my lucky shoulder bet. lucky shoulder yeah. bet. Yeah, no, that's I right. think he is now the outright favourite, which is annoying for us. Um, Not hugely surprising. So I'll tell you another way that Shane could have won this match is that he... Uh, dropped Sam Taylor during the week. What a fool! You can trust a fullback. Everyone knows knows you can trust a fullback. Well, he had been for many, many weeks. I think it was six in a row, we said, over over 70 points or something. That's right. And this was finally the week where he decided to drop him after a (laughs) a poor performance last week. And he turned up, got him exactly 100 points. Well, got exactly 100 points. Not for Shane, though. Um, (laughs) And Shane likely would have started him ahead of new recruit Trent McKenzie. So the cannon with only 65... Not uh, a terrible score, but not, 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 not a terrible a score, but the difference in the matchup. Yeah, that is unlucky. Um, a couple of things, Shane. Yeah, you got to back. You know your fullbacks. That's that's what we always say. Yeah, uh, take a leaf out of Richard's book. Just <laughs> just back you guys all season long. Don't mess around for your team. Yeah. Um, that's I, it for me for that, that one. Was, yeah, that was all I had. I actually didn't even make a shutdown for for Kieran. I mean. He's, he's obviously got one of the weirdest forward lines in the league with with Radagalier and Sam Flanders. Like, who? What? Yeah, new pick-up, anyway, Sam Flanders. Yeah, new pick-up, Sam Flanders. But Danaher's going all right, and Dixon's okay. Langford's doing well. Like Langford's doing very well, actually. Yeah, should, I should have mentioned that one, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I did acknowledge McGrath and, and Langford did enough to get Kieran over the line in the yeah. last game. I think he went into that with a lead and, and held on to it despite Zeret's 113. So... That's all I had on that one. Yep, fair enough. All right, cheers. I will crack on to the big matchup between What's Up Doc and I Shot the Sharon. Uh, also, the lowest scoring matchup of the round. Uh, who would have thought uh, one that involved Max would mm. actually go down like this? So, pretty good for Max because it's pretty sweet when you get a score that pretty much any other team would beat but you come up against someone having even more of a dud than you. So Max would be absolutely uh, counting his lucky stars that he came up against Millsy. Um, He did continue his poor form though. So it's his second score under 1400 in a row. Um, Obviously still getting the W. My shout out for him, however, is for actually uh, not not, not even one of his like best scorers, but uh, Taylor Walker. So Tex came back into the side, slotted straight into Max's side, scored three goals, stealing a funder there, aren't I? I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) Shout out goes to Tex Walker, the match winner. The match winner, that's right, Um, that's right. And you're right, it would have been very easy to bench him after he was rested and he got a 20 the week before that, 30 the week before that. Yeah, 38 and a 20, yeah, Yeah. that's right, yeah. So he repaid the faith Max showed him with the 87. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Huge match-winning goal there. So well done, Maxi. Um, And on the other side of things, uh, what went wrong in this matchup? Because quite a few things did. But um, on Ian's side of things, well, you know, Max had recently given Millsy a bit of a leg up by taking on two of his injured guys and... Uh, giving him uh, a couple of guys in return. So Max obviously took Lockie Neal and Jack Martin, gave gave Millsy, Chad Warner, and Lockie Weller. And those are my two shutdowns for Millsy this week. Because this was the week where he really would have wanted them to get a bit of, I suppose, revenge against their previous coach or to justify the trade for him at all. And they did not. They only mustered up 121 points between them. Um, Chad Warner of only 57 there. And Nibra has actually gone above the 75 mark since the trade occurred. Ooh. So hasn't been getting much of a return there. Max might have just sold at the peak. Might have timed his uh, trading perfectly. Yeah. And Weller was in particular looking really consistent for the first sort of six or seven sure. games. And now dropped off. Just like Golko's kind of have. They've reverted back to, you know, form of six, seven years ago. Mm. 
Um, the real problem here, though, is that Chad Warner is his M7. So it's not probably the guy that you want to be starting. And Millsy... Well, is he his M7 or is, is, is Riley Collier Dawkins his M7? <laughs> the the three-gamer. <laughs> well, no, I actually think Patrick Nash might be his M7. <laughs> as you can see, he's in emergency getting 39 this week. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have anyone. Um, the only person he's waiting to get back in is Luke Shuey. So until Shuey comes back, he's going to have to keep starting uh, someone questionable in that spot. So that's probably where his problems really lie. Um, see if he can find himself another centre somewhere. He's probably in a good position to pick one up this week, actually. So we'll see if he fills that spot. But yeah, Chad Warner, um, unfortunately, slowing down quite a bit, as often happens with rookies, I think. Uh, might even be due for a rest at some point if the bite doesn't get there first. So probably quite likely to happen mm. um, as a shout out to him though at least he wisened up and started Peter Laddams this week who got him 95 points well done must listen to the show <laughs> couldn't have worked that out otherwise that's right <laughs> uh, do you have anything else on this one Steve? Um, I did notice uh, I mean let's let's be honest Max got a stinker of a score really he did so I had to look into why Scott Pendlebury 53 it must be one of the first games in his career that he didn't lay a tackle. Zero tackles, didn't even get to 20 possessions. Really, really uncharacteristic for, for Pendles. That is really surprising, yeah. Dependlebury, not so this week. Not so much. Um, and Fritch as well from Millsy, mm-hmm. 26, after getting, I think, 30 so two weeks ago mm-hmm. so two stingers in three weeks he's now pretty much borderline unstartable yep although as you said Mills he does have a few guys out like Patrick Dangerfield and Devin Smith he at least made the right choice he started the 26 over the 21 that he had as the uh, emergency score credit so where it's due then that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. pretty telling of his week I think um, I, I guess if we were going to have to put a shutdown to Max um, which we probably should with not a great score it would be I was going to say Tom Powell because he's got M7 issues himself he with... was looking really good until two weeks ago too exactly so maybe again someone that might need a bit of a rest yeah, or you know a bit of a rookie up, rookie up and down but yeah doesn't have great cover until uh, he's got a few injuries that come back but he'll be right because he's uh, got lucky got like Neil coming back yeah yeah cool all right. All right. You want to take us away with the uh, next one, Steve? Yes, I do. So, Code Marshall, 1523, went down to Oliver's Twist, 1617. Now, Code Marshall has certainly found some form with a third straight 1500 plus score. And actually, I was still worried about this matchup on Sunday morning until I, you know, had done my little um, voodoo dance. And Alex Witherden was a late withdrawal, which guaranteed me Mark Blitzav's huge 129. Yeah, what an amazing decision there, Steve, <laughs> to get Mark Blitzav on field. From from the waiver, from the free agency, you mean? <laughs> no, just to, just to make the 129 actually appear in oh, your team. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Really well managed there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you were giving me credit for picking him up. Off oh, the no, I'm giving you shit for well, for benching him and then being extremely lucky for my, him to come in. My lowest averaging back. <laughs> yeah. Um, not anymore. Um, so I might actually keep him on field but anyway Sunday overall did go pretty well for me with Witherden missing and then Pal Pepper tunning up and Grundy getting a massive 142 yeah I didn't realise how well your Sunday had gone and yeah obviously Oliver getting the massive score on Saturday afternoon but yes um, nonetheless and McRae as well so Um, it was a bit of a mixed bag Sunday for Alec he got great scores from Cunnington and Nick Matt and Snelling and most importantly, new recruit, Chris Main, 118. Mm. But disappointing scores from Jai Simpkin. Mm-hmm. And my shutdown for Alec this week, which is his cover for Rowan Marshall. And it was his only score below 60 for the whole week. And that was Brendan Archie, <laughs> 31. Yep. Um, so, whilst, you know, yeah, he probably couldn't have found a huge score on the, on the free agency to, to get the win it was still um, a real downer and yeah another one of these zero tackle guys yeah not working hard enough not playing himself no no he'll, he might come up in a future segment <laughs> <laughs> um, just on um, uh, Chris Main because I got a little excited when I saw his score because I just knew that Alec had uh, recently got him in and he had a hundred and 
like two or something, hundred maybe 106, about a minute into the third quarter. <laughs> we just did a bit of a mark kick, mark kick. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this guy is, this guy's going to go absolutely ballistic. And then he only added about another 16 points in the remaining half. Wow. So yeah. does that, because Port took control of the match in the second half? I suppose or? so, yeah. 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 But it is incredible. He was on 96 at time. I saw that. And... Yeah, 13 marks, obviously playing a very fantasy-friendly role on the wing or halfback, I imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I thought that was going to actually Alec get uh, get Alec on top of you until I looked at Brody Grundy's score and I was like, oh, he's actually doing even better. Yeah, even more, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so now I'm pretty happy with Brody Grundy. And I will acknowledge him as my shout-out, my chosen shout-out. He wasn't my sure. highest score or even my second highest score. So it's not often that 142 is only a one-vote performance in the league medal. But um, I have to give Grundy the shout-out because uh, my emergency ruckman, Rory Lobb, set a very high bar with 120, and uh, Grundy cleared that bar quite comfortably. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, yeah, when you saw the 120, you know. It's I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah what, what would I be doing if we still had a rolling lockout? Would I be picking up a ruckman to get that 120? Uh, but yeah, didn't, didn't have that decision to make. Um, so... Just as a kick uh, to myself, a, a shutdown, um, Josh Bruce, yes. 44, even though he scored three goals in a massive 111-point demolition, he did not do anything else except those three goals, basically. It's like, it's half of St. Kilda's score. That's um, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah more, yeah. more than half of their score. They got five goals. Um, obviously, he was against St. Kilda, but nonetheless... He hasn't played for St. Kilda. Oh, anymore. man. Yeah, I feel like we've got that wrong on the show before. I think it was you who might have said. Yeah, earlier yeah, in the year. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were saying, like, he kicked half of St. Kilda's score. My, my turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he did kick over half of St. Kilda's score, but for the opposition. For, yeah, yeah. for the Bulldogs. Um, anyway, so not a good rev- Well, I mean, it was three goals was fine from a footy perspective, but not a fantasy day for him. Um, so I could have been a little bit conservative and taken the 72 from Friday night, but I thought, nah, Brucey will uh, beat that every time. Not so much, not so much. No, um, no, unfortunate. Fortunate they didn't get to add more to that score. Yeah, it was only, it was, yeah, only my second best of the year. So. <laughs> um, yeah, that was what I had on my matchup. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't have too much to add. Um, you were... Um, it, you you put in Daniel Howe after he was a late inclusion um, on Saturday yeah. Arvo. Uh, well, who was in there before you before that? Uh, Dylan Stevens. Oh, okay. So yeah. that was the right decision by four points. By four points, yep. All right. And my other option was Bytel, who got 44. Oh. So just, <laughs> yeah. Real uh, winners at C7 for me. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, C7, M7, causing havoc for everyone pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it is a problematic position. Yeah. If only we could do something about it. Um, at the league <laughs> yeah. yeah a few discussions might need to be held alright well done for getting the win um, I'm glad Jiggins only got 56 though <laughs> <laughs> that's the important thing and you have no Essendon players so I can't give you any shout outs oh <laughs> yeah that's your real problem alright on to the final matchup which was the freshly named Hooker Hickey up against Manic Barcelona yes with sound effects as well um, which I do love the team name. Um, obviously picked up Kale Hooker. Um, and you know what? He was actually, um, he performed pretty well for him. He got him only, oh, 72. Not a bad free agent pickup at all. Yeah. With a couple of goals and, uh, definitely helped him over the line because he was his final player and he needed to get him about 40 something. 45 or 6. 45. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which, uh. You never know, but yeah, comfortably cleared that. Nick almost looked like he was going to come to an upset, though. So, mm. Manny Barcelona definitely gave him a run for his money. Um, a huge scare, and might well have pulled it off, if not for a loophole. A bad loophole decision in uh, retrospect, where he decided to take Camden McIntosh's 85 by putting Jack Nunes on field because it's the only thing that Nunes has been useful for since the trade-in. And Adam Trelaw got injured. Yeah. 37 points. Mm. Um, easily could have uh, probably made that up with almost any other player and made up the difference in their matchup. So that is really what it came down to. And a bit unfortunate 
Sahil, you could say, but at the same time, I just feel like Sahil, if I was keeping track and I'm not, I feel like Sahil often gets burnt by the loophole. He uses it a lot. I feel like I more than ask, anyone. Did, did he actually intentionally take this loophole score, or did he think Nunes would be playing and just didn't check? Because I'm pretty sure Nunes was on field for him last week, too. Did he actually intentionally take the loophole. I, I, I'm I going to give him the benefit of the doubt here with uh, the new you know, Thursday teams giving him almost you know, 36 That's hours true. or so of All time I'm to react is to. was on field for him last week and McIntosh yeah. was on his bench. So he upgraded McIntosh to the emergency slot. So maybe he did take the 85 on purpose. But the fact that Nunes was on field two weeks in a row despite not playing, just made me think... Well, he kept Nunes on field until he needed to react to something happening. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, the Troy injury no doubt cost him that win. Like, he would have easily scored more than 37 or 40 whatever points he lost yeah. by. Do you think there's something Sahil could have done about this? Well... I mean, there certainly is things he could have done about it. As in, like, prior to the... Like, prior to lockout? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have anyone else on his bench who was... Playing, did he? he didn't, but he was also carrying Luke Dunstan, which is maybe questionable. But I'm pretty sure he was looking to drop him if uh, Cameron McIntosh didn't have a good score. So look, I'm I'm willing to say that this week he was unlucky, but I like I've said, it does feel like he's quite often playing with fire and quite often getting burnt. So um, yeah, another time that it's happened, maybe just don't play with the loophole, Sahil. It's <laughs> it's not been going well for you. Um, and yeah, we're probably giving him crap regardless of what he does, really. Whether he puts Cameron McIntosh on the field and then he gets a bad score or takes him as a loophole option and gets burnt like this. It's mm. a, probably a bit of a lose-lose for him. He did do a few things right, though, Sahil. He did. So even with the injury, it was actually his best score for the season. Um, and he had five tons um, across the board, uh, which is, is a pretty good-looking scoreboard, to be honest. And um, I did not have a shout out for him. Uh, did you have one to throw in there? I did, but I think you might be mentioning it later, so I'll leave it. I'll leave it for a later segment. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, how about we, we, next can, we can we can mention we can mention Jack Sinclair wasn't yeah, too bad for him because he, he was a trade in. Yeah, that was a bit questionable. Next team for sure. So next team, um, not his best week, uh, not by a little margin, but um, still managed to obviously get the win. Uh, my shout out for him goes to Buddy. So uh, he was back in a big way. His best performance of the year, six goals uh, in a loss as well. But yeah, managing to really get involved. 119 points for Nick and pretty much shows why he's probably worth spending a 20 second round pick on mm. uh, when you get your scores like that. So Nick will be very happy with that. Um, I had the same shout out. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get Sydney to win, but he got 50, 50 something points above his average for the year in this game. So yeah. definitely got Nick the win. Yeah, and that'll happen with Buddy. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the great thing. I guess it evens out him having Harry Mackay's 40. So chucking enough full forwards in there, and uh, yeah, hopefully they don't all have crap weeks. But yeah, good win for Nick. Um, I didn't really have too much on this matchup apart from that. Um, Adam Trelaw, unfortunately, out for I think about six, six to eight, eight weeks. weeks. Yeah. So yeah, pretty bad loss there for Sahil. Yeah, not something he can afford because he's still holding Prestia and Lambert. <laughs> no, but he will need to make a few more changes. Um, I guess to to get a full team again. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit dire for him, isn't it? Um, anything else? Uh, Darcy Moore was on a next bench. I noticed that as well. So 119 points there. So maybe a bit of an interesting choice for him not to put him on. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see uh, if he can get the uh, if he can get it right with Darcy Moore in the future. Yeah, that is an interesting. He's not going to have him as a loophole option. That's the problem. Mm, nah, Collingwood won't play Friday nights too often. You wouldn't so. think so. Yeah, he'll have to just cop those scores and hope that the emergency is used at the right time perhaps yeah I think so alright well if that's it for yep. that then we can move on to our next segment which Steve you've prepared an intro for oh that's right do I do I just play it live on the show oh sure why not yeah yeah I finally have done it so um, how is this going to work I'm just going to hold my computer up to your microphone yeah. and see if that works 
I'm disappointed uh, that doesn't keep going. I was really looking forward yeah, to building yeah. out that verse. Oh, yeah, look, it's a great verse, great song. <laughs> yeah. Um, written by Sia. It's local. But... Yeah, fun fact that yeah. we discovered today. You know, all good things must come to an end, and that one is a six-second intro, so <laughs> it comes to an end pretty quickly. Okay, you figure people might get sick of hearing you singing every single week. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So... Um, Tell us more about the, the diamonds <laughs> yeah, in the rough. I will. That's, that's all I can do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thanks for introing that so beautifully, Steve. So the diamonds or the shining... You didn't say diamonds in the rough. You just... That's right. Yeah. Who shone, who shone brightly this week? Mm. Well, we had 52 pickups across uh, the week, which is the most we've had so far. So people were really uh, looking to fix their teams up, but there's not much out there. Um, we had an average of 56 across the board, which is up on last week, which was 54, but still pretty low. Uh, we did still manage to have some pretty good ones though. So there were four players that were picked up that scored over 90. A couple of them weren't started. So I'll start from uh, a 72 instead. And that was just a shout out to Kale Hawker from Nick. Mm. He's the third best started player for the week, 72 points. So yes, quite low really. Um, we had, uh, well, in the 90s, we had Zaharakis for me. I didn't uh, back him in to uh, crush North Melbourne like he did. He had 90 points. And Taylor Garner from Brett, sort of the opposite thing, 90 points as the number one waiver pickup sitting on his Ooh. emergency spot unused. He would normally start his waiver pickups. Yeah, well, you would have thought so. I did find that a little strange. Um, but we get into the top two. So with 96 points, Daniel Lloyd, uh, who Millsy picked up and started straight away, uh, coming in for just his second game for GWS and, or maybe third game. But, um, yeah, really big score. And I was kind of surprised to see that one, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, desperate times, but yeah, it's... (laughs) That is a bit of an odd pick. But he yeah. backed up a really good week from last week, so we'll see if there's anything to see there. But the winner for the week, the Diamond, Lockie Henderson, 105 points. Uh, Sahil plugging him straight into his lineup, um, as he's known to do with these kind of players. But this week, it worked out beautifully for him. Didn't get him the win, unfortunately, but does get him the Diamond. 105. Well done, Sahil. You have won something this week, at least. <laughs> And uh, Steve, Steve's him. got a song for you for, for, for the future. Oh. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a prize. Mm. What inspired him to start Lockie Henderson? Yeah. Maybe last week's score? That'll generally do it for Sahil? Good enough. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to the coal. Uh, so at the bottom of the pack, we had uh, quite a few people that weren't started as well. Um, we'll just go through the top three that were. Matt Guelphie for 41, 41 points for Brett uh, was the third worst of the week. Sam Wicks, who Cam has had, I think, I believe, drafted, dropped, picked up again, had a bit more faith in him uh, to give out, and he only got him 39 points, and I think he's been dropped again. Uh, but the very worst of the week, and you've mentioned him because he was in your matchup, Steve, you were very pleased that Alec decided to give Brendan Archie a start and a super late waiver pickup as well. He got him only minutes before lockout hit. So whether he was procrastinating that one or... No, it was because Liam Shields was a laid out. Yeah. So Liam Shields was a laid out. So he needed someone to come in. Quickly must have scoured the waiver wire. Brendan Archie, not long for his team, unfortunately, though. No, I mean, was averaging... 70 something after two that, games yeah, yeah two games <laughs> yeah. that 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 big 100 against someone. zero tackles though that's the thing that looks really terrible doesn't look like he's uh putting in enough effort no a pen will be like performance <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah no Which normally you'd be stoked about hearing <laughs> that about your free agent <laughs> yeah uh no yeah. it was uh it was a stinker it was a stinker so there you go the coal goes to alec for the week all right, let's move it on to the tea leaves. Yeah, what do they hold? Um, 
So we'll just run through, I guess we've got a feature match identified. Well, what we should run through first, Steve, is how did how we, we go read last them last week? week? Well, I will tell you, we both got four out of six. So we huh, got... Dead even. But we yeah, had quite a few different ones. We had three ones. different tips, but uh, we both got you wrong. Yeah. Somehow. Um, <laughs> and I got uh, I got myself right and you tipped Alec. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got Cam right and I tipped Brett. So there you go. Okay. 4-4. Four, four. Um, That's up against you. Yeah. 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 Unwise. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. <laughs> Maybe this is the week. Maybe this is the week. Ah, uh, okay. What are Injected you trying to the there. me into here? Let's. Yeah, um, we'll get. We'll get to it. What, what are we starting with? We'll start with you versus twelfth placed Manny Barcelona. Tough one to tip this one. Yeah. Yep. Trelawes. Manny Barcelona just had his <laughs> best, best score play. of the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. But he just lost his first round draft pick. But. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if Sahil puts up a full team this week. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be a nice challenge for him. Um, I don't have any ins or outs, I don't believe. Oh, no, Mitch Duncan's my big out. So, actually, yeah, mm. that, that is a big out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. just, just your best player out. <laughs> yeah. All right. No worries. Just the best averaging player before this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, even with such a big loss, I'm going to have to tip myself. Yeah, I'm going to back you to, to um, bounce back a little bit. Not that you had a, that bad a score, but I think you'll get the win this week, even without... Duncan, you might get Andrew Brayshaw back. I hope so. With any luck. That was unexpected. If they're both out, then you might actually be in a little bit of strife. Mm. Mm. Um, Alright, next game is Shane versus Richard. This one's an interesting one after Richard 1640. It's gotten a lot more interesting yeah. than it would have been previously, yeah. Um, are we starting with me? Please. <laughs> the other You're one's in, in your favour? <laughs> yeah, true, true. Alright, that's fair. Leaders go first. Do they? <laughs> well, in this case, they do. For the context of the tipping, you tip first. Uh, I am tipping, uh, and and we know that Shane doesn't do well in odd weeks, but I'm still going to tip him. Um, I I do think that uh, it's unlikely that Richard gets personal bests from Harpy's team again. So you don't think five players will get a, a season best score this week? But do they need to to beat Shane? That's the thing. I mean, <laughs> that's oh. true. So who are you tipping? <laughs> Um, look, I really, really want to tip Richard here. Well, please do. I mean, you need to catch up to me somehow. You're going to do it by being conservative. Yeah, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my tip. I've written something down, but I'm gonna change it. Um, to to tip Richard, based on last week, doing the Sahil, um, in the sense of it's one good score, but nonetheless, um, I look at Shane and he's he's got below fourteen fifty three of the last four games. Sure. So. That's yeah. true, that's true. The yeah. form is not in his favour. So, alright. Hope you can pull something out of nowhere, Shane. Uh, next one, Steve. So, next is What's Up Doc versus security, uh, UN Security Council. Yeah, it's just not coming together for Millsy. Um, still lots of injuries. So, Brett for me for this one. Yeah, the same for me. Uh, he's hopeful that uh, Elliot Yo is back, I think. I saw him on his uh, field. I don't think it'll be this week. But no, uh, he is not far he's, away. Yeah, he's close. Apparently, he's in full training, so he might only be... You know, I, I believe he played half a game. Uh, yeah, in so I'd say he probably playing at the moment. one full game of Waffle and then... Waffle, yeah. Yep. So next up is COVID Marshall against I Shot the Sharon. Yes, this is also an interesting one, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I am, uh, yeah, I think this one, this one could really go either way. But um, I'm uh, going for the guy who's had the better form recently, which is COVID Marshall. I also have COVID Marshall, unfortunately, because I kind of want points of difference. But his just form is so much better than than Max's. So. Yeah, Max yeah. has really fallen off a cliff, and he might continue to do so until he, some of his injuries come back, which they're not this week just yet. Indeed, and we've got. Another good one, two top six teams, Hooker <laughs> Hickey versus Oliver's Twist. Yes, yes. I mean, how can you go past such a good team then? Um, a real grudge match for you. This one will be interesting. I don't hold grudges. What do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah, a good good rivalry for you then. <laughs> what do you want? Um, I wonder if you and Nick will catch any of these uh, matches in person. Try and uh, rub it into one another but I um, oh I don't know actually it's a tough one I, I, I'm i going with what I've written down which is you yeah 
I will go with me as well. But I could definitely see it going the other way. Um, a little bit of a down week after last week, perhaps. My projections are pretty measly, to be honest. I'm not too impressed. No. Um, that's, that's a bit worrying. Uh, but nonetheless, I'll back myself. Um, and finally, the feature matchup, of course, is 2 versus 3. It's Perryman's Merriman with a 7 3 record in third. And the same record, Kieran's Ed Ed Redemption in second. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty good one that may actually determine who gets a buy come the end of the year. Um, so Cam, he may welcome back Jack Viney, though I see Melbourne being conservative given his foot injury history. Most of his other injured players remain still injured, um, with Fantasia the only one a chance of coming back um, with an unknown injury. I don't think he lost any players over the weekend, Cam, at least. So mm. um, he is hoping Vine is back. Um, Kieran got through unscathed last week as well, and so I don't see Kieran making any changes, really, to his lineup at all. He hasn't had to for a while, really. I mean, his big choice last week was, who do I bench out of my, like, you know, 95-plus averages? Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. And I don't think we actually mentioned this in his wrap-up but he actually made the right choice. I should have mentioned that. Oh, that really? David Mundy was his worst scoring midfielder by like a point or two. With like 95. With like 95. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good problem to have. I mean, I don't even... I can't even recommend trading one of them because centres are just so hard to come by. If you were... Yeah. Maybe if you were getting a really good back you have to, you have to get a good or something. But, but it, is, it, is, it is something for him to probably think about, to be honest. Yeah. Because he does have a pretty weak forward line, especially. Yeah. The other thing is, um, he did get Jack Bowes. You said he's had the same lineup for a while. So he did lose Jack Bowes probably two weeks ago now. Oh, good point. So he does have to start. But even his back line looks pretty solid on paper. So, yeah. Who um, who do you think will win this one? Well, projections have Kieran ahead. Um, but I'm 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 thinking that Jordan Dugowie might be able to beat... 36 so they've they've backed him for I would believe his worst score of the season here Um, barring injury yeah barring injury so yeah just about um bit harsh from ultimate footy uh we said that last week about 44 (laughs) and he fell short oh yeah so that's what I'm that's what I'm bringing it up because surely 36 surely it's too harsh (laughs) that's that's a bar that you could meet um I am going to go for Cam Oh, well, in that case, I will back Kieran. What do you mean in that case? Did you did you change? <laughs> I just hadn't tipped yet. Oh, I okay. The others. So I, I reckon okay. I'd like to back... Uh, I mean, the form is, is probably in Cam's favour, but... Um, That's I, what I'm going for. I want on, to point a on, on projections, here. I'm going for an upset here. Hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I don't know if I agree with all those projections, but... It's hard to compute 18 different things at once, at Steve. A glance, but, but, Jack, he's, but he's giving it a shot, folks. But Jack Viney, <laughs> 78. I mean, he might not even play. So where's what's his what's his cover? That's yeah. what my question is. What is Cam's cover? Yeah, well... Um, Currently empty. He'll find something. George Hewitt, maybe. Back him to find something. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there we have it. So a few points of differences for us this week. Um, and that brings us to the end of the show. Any uh, closing uh, sentiments? Anything else that you wanted to bring up, Steve, before we call it a wrap? Um, nope, nope. That's all good. Cool. Okay, awesome. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, enjoy your week. See you later.